Then I started singing and I told him, listen, I need someone to help me. You're going to be this person. And he was like, I don't know how to do that. I said, I'm going to teach you. But I also didn't know what I was doing. But I, I was like, I'm just going to learn on the way, you know? And I had, I created this fake email, like management, Anita. <laughs> but it was <laughs> <And> me. <laughs> and then when they, when they needed a call, I, I just get the phone and put my brother and be like, say this and say that. And he put on the speaker and, and then when he needed to answer, we'll be writing, say this. Say Take that. it till you make it, basically. <laughs> You're like, no, we're big time. We're serious. This is a whole operation. It's like you and your brother. <laughs> Hello and welcome to High Low with Amrata. Today we have on a very special guest. I'm super excited she's here. She's really the queen of Brazil, Anita. And I sort of just became aware of her maybe a year, two years ago. But in researching for her coming in today, I learned so much about her life and a lot about Brazil and Brazilian culture. And just Anita's a powerful woman. Um, we're going to talk about her witch abilities. Um, we're going to talk about favela music and Brazil. We're going to talk about plastic surgery, dating. We cover so many things. Without further ado, Anita. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. I've been watching hours and hours of you today. So having you in front of me, I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, she's here. She's here. I'm just such a fan. So Thank you. I want to talk about so many things, but I think we should start with Rio. You started singing so young. You were singing in church, right? Yeah. So I, I started when I was seven years old with my grandfather. And uh, <laughs> I, I sang with him in, in church until I was like, 16, 17, something like that. And then I started to sing in the favela parties, the communities, mm -hmm. and the streets in Rio. And then things started to get bigger. I always used to tell my family that I was going to be a singer. My mom, I, I remember, I mean, I remember a few parts, but they tell me a lot, my brother and my mom, that when I was a little kid, I used to tell them, I'm gonna be a singer. I'm gonna sing here and there and perform here and there. I'm gonna do this and that. And they would be like, cause we we were very simple people with simple life, simple family. They could never imagine that this would happen. But I would say literally every single day, I'm gonna be a singer. I'm gonna be so successful, blah, blah, blah. And it's funny because things started to happen. I remember I used to go out every day. I loved going out. And there was this one day, I was a teenager. I came back home and my mom said, you've got to stop going now. You go out from Monday to Monday because it was my vacations time. And I said, mom, one day I'm going to be so famous and so busy that I won't be able to go anywhere and do anything and party never again. Wow. And you're going to beg me to go out. And I would say, and I would say, I'm busy. And then she was like, girl, you shut up. And then... 
whatever. And it's true. I started working and doing all of this. She was like, daughter, you gotta live your life a little bit. You're working too much. Uh, and I was like, mom, remember? Oh my God, it's that's amazing. When I was like reading about you and seeing, I know you've worked so hard, but also I was like, I kind of think she has superpowers, like witch powers, because you're so, the manifestation is so real. I do. Yeah, I do. Can you talk about that I a mean, bit? Uh, my team, actually, it's funny because they now, they just don't get surprised anymore. I have these things I feel, I feel that things are right like this and like that. They should be, I just feel it. I just feel what I should do. I feel people's energy. I feel I'm very sensitive and I can sometimes, it's funny because if I drink too much, mm -hmm. I can literally look at the person and be like, oh, wow, you, and say the whole life of the person. Wow, you see a psychic. It's crazy. He's laughing because it happened to him. Really? <laughs> I don't know how I, I don't know if you've talked about this in interviews or what, but when I was watching, I was like, oh, she's like superpower witch. <laughs> and I'm so happy that she's coming in because I want, I, I really believe in that stuff. I really I believe on everything. The instincts, the gut, the superstitions, the astrology, whatever. everything. That I'm is obsessed. crazy. I'm I feel obsessed. like Coachella was such a big moment for you too I last year. It. it was amazing. I mean, your whole tour last year, like I'm not joking, it was my entire TikTok. Yeah, uh, yes. It my was. entire TikTok was Anita. And I mean it's really amazing to see like so much of, you know, you you are the Brazilian queen, but to see you take it global yeah. and how you've done that over, you know, the course of your whole career and building and building. And I'm just, it's very impressive. That's literally my dream. I mean, for for that Coachella set, I really wanted to bring Brazilian culture. So I was walking, it's funny, this story. I was walking at Disney World at the Animal Kingdom. It's my favorite park. And uh, I was thinking like how special we feel when we are in Disney World. Like when you step into the parks, you already feel something inside of you. And it's kind of like there's a magic that touches you mm. and you wanna, you, you just feel different. And I said, I want people in my set at Coachella that to feel that they are in Brazil. And then when I was in Animal Kingdom, I said, wow, I feel like I'm in Pandora. I'm in mm. that movie. I mean, and then I went to watch the documentary about the behind the scenes of the parks. And I saw this guy, Joe, and he thought about the whole Animal Kingdom part. I messaged him on Instagram and he said, I really want you to do my Coachella set. And he was like, it's been decades that I don't work with music and stuff. And he said, please start to show him my culture and everything. He was fascinated. He did it. Mm. And I I think that's how we felt. Everybody that went told me that they felt immersed in Brazilian culture. So you're bringing Brazil to the world yeah. in a lot of ways. That's, that's my idea. That's, that's so special. I love that. Especially because you grew up in this favela. And then I learned so much researching about you, about funk music and what that represents and the politics of it. Can you, if somebody who doesn't know anything about funk and the favelas and the politics of Brazil, can you talk about it a little bit? Yeah, so Brazilian funk is a rhythm that it's, the history is kind of like the hip hop here in the 90s. It was considered a crime for many years. Uh, people were getting arrested for doing it. Uh, it was born in, in the favelas and the ghettos of the country and of Rio. And um, it comes originally from Africa Bombata. And in Rio, they were changing the lyrics of 
the songs, the funk soul songs here in Portuguese, but in a street way. And then it changed, changed more and more until what it is nowadays. What happens is that people that do funk are the people from the communities, from favelas. Mm -hmm. For those who don't know, what is a favela? Just watch the movie City of God. It's I a, love that movie. Yeah, it's a good example. And then because of that, what, what we sing, what they sing in the lyrics, it's the reality that they live. Most of the times, the crime. Most of the times, drugs, sex. And the society likes to hide this thing, these things from, from everyone, the government. Everybody likes to pretend that doesn't exist. So it, it was a problem for many years, for decades, uh, with people uh, just being prohibited to do that. Mm -hmm. It wasn't playing on the radios. Yeah, it was banned, right? It, yeah, yeah, it wasn't playing on the radios. It was, it's crazy. And then I started doing funk because that was the door that opened for me. I come from, I was born and raised in, in a place like this. So that was the rhythm I started doing because we say there is like the ghetto people and the city people. Oh my God. So the city people didn't like it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I wanted to break this prejudice and make funk play on the radios and play on other stuff, talking about empowerment, women, uh, freedom, but also bringing sensuality to my videos and um, just honoring the fact that I'm, I'm single, I'm sexy, I'm you know I'm happy being the way I am, independent, and people don't actually love when women do these kind of things and they get I, they get a little I mad know, i know <laughs> so yeah so funk right now is in a great moment because after a lot of work now funk is playing on festivals parties and clubs before for you to listen to funk you needed to go only to the ghetto parties and nowadays it's just taking the world because like, you made it a little bit more pop right yeah. like you brought you married kind of the two yeah so how was that like facing that stigma where you getting so much rejection was it like did you feel hopeless at any points like what was that like i felt sad yeah because people are very evil and very like when the, you know when you're trying to get to things and show your power and they just get, oh, this cheesy girl, this favela girl, this mm -hmm. ghetto girl. And um, I felt very sad in a lot of moments. And I always, I've always been very like true, and, like honest, very open. And uh, people who wanted to know about my life, I was very like, I, when, I, when I did plastic surgeries, everybody knew, I told everybody, but in that moment, it wasn't like that. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, you see like day one of my nose yeah, job, yeah, yeah. day two of my nose but job check. You mm. didn't, you didn't see that 10, 12 years no, ago. People you know? were so judgmental. Exactly. So for me, it was, it was a little crazy because I just didn't understand why, if everybody does it, why you couldn't say that you did it and people were saying bad things about me because of things that everybody does for me it made no sense because i'm so like honest for me if it's pink pink if it's mm -hmm. blue it's blue I'm, I'm not like you're not trying to hide anything yeah i read something you were like what do you want me to say that the wind made me prettier today like <laughs> yeah right i don't know how to lie and mm -hmm. it's okay for people who who don't like to show what they do but i mean whatever it's your choice but I, I never understood people's hypocrisy. Yeah. So for me, it was really sad, but I never felt um, giving up 
That's amazing. It was more like sometimes I would come home crying, like, and my mom was like, why? Let's just leave this all. Let's go. Let's back to our lives. And I was like, no, we got to keep going. I think after I got all the things that I that I started like getting when I was starting like getting for real credibility because I got like fashion people to work right. with me do Being music legitimized quote unquote yeah music yeah. video and all I think the pressure of people saying bad things just because you're being yourself or because they expect you to follow the others then I started to feel weird mm. I think it was when I reached a level of credibility that the pressure was bigger. Yeah, because the stakes feel higher and the noise is louder. Exactly. Yeah, because I think also when your head is down and you haven't reached that level of success, you're just like another hater, another hater. I don't, I don't care. I don't fucking care. I have you to get care. through it. But then when you're at a certain point, you're like, so what do I represent? What do I mean? And even if I'm here, I'm still getting this, which is really hard. I think it's because we we start seeing people changing their lives because of you and looking at you to make a move about their lives. And then you feel responsible and then you listen to so many things and then you don't have more, you don't have that much time anymore to do the things that used to reconnect you to yourself. Mm -hmm. And you've been like, you just surround yourself with this whole environment that just says a bunch of things and you get lost. Yeah. So I think that's the moment that you go like, what am I doing? What is, you know, it's a little confusing. Yeah, it's like an echo chamber. And yeah. Then it. But your persona, Anita, was born out of wanting to be a tough woman. You were getting out of a relationship, right? And yeah. when you were a teenager? When I was a teenager, I've been through a bad situation. Uh, I was abused. I lost my virginity being abused. And I needed to say that on my documentary because someone found out found out and made me figure out that that would be public without my cons without your consent exactly. or your control exactly and then i was like you know what i i never told to my family to anybody but i was like i don't want my stuff to be controlled by other people if people are gonna know they're gonna know from me oh, that's and such so, a tough position though it wasn't like you decided you were put in no, a position yeah. where you had to make it yeah I hate when people threaten me. Yeah, I hate of course. that. If people come threaten me, I was like, I'm always like, oh, really? Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna do it myself. You know? I mean, that's really brave, but also like, it's sad that you it have to do it in sad. that way. I just think it's yeah. my personality. I think my personality is more like when I feel somehow pushed against the wall or something, instead of getting threatened or, or afraid, I, I do the opposite, mm -hmm. you know? I face yes. it, I choose to face it. I mean, I think that's where why you are where you are, right? Is I because you're so. not afraid, you're like, let's go. I am afraid. I just do yes. the things even if I'm it's afraid. It's like fight or flight, Yeah, you fight, you don't run away. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I fight afraid, but I go. <laughs> so how did you come up with the name Anita? It's because there is this, this soap opera in Brazil that this character, Anita, she was the main character. She was an 18 year old girl, very sexy, but at the same time, you we were a very girl. She was very mm. like fresh. And uh, she was also very like full of attitude and everybody was curious about her. They wanted to know about her. The men uh, wanted her. Mm -hmm. The women was curious about her. And it was the kids were like, 
somehow and i was like i like this and in brazil this soap opera was so sexual that became a big controvert like big everybody was just talking about it about it in the bad way or positive way but everybody was talking about it mm -hmm. and i was like and also she used to say that she didn't want to be just one woman she wanted to wake up she was a lot of women and she wanted to wake up and decide each woman she wanted to be like oh today i want to be this tomorrow i want to be that and i liked this like because i'm very much like that i i can be very serious i was just before here doing another interview that was just comedy funny and i go crazy i say mm -hmm. shit but i like talking serious too yeah. i do my own business and i like jumping from this different sides of life you mm -hmm. know i mean i'm a gemini girl of course i know <laughs> No, but for real, I do feel I really the I think it's so important too for young women to see that because when I was I'm around the same age as you when I was growing up, it was like there were different types of women and you didn't always get to see somebody who was a business person who was also being sexy and yeah. whatever. People always have this necessity of defining women as one thing. Oh, mm -hmm. so you are this. You are that you are our family you are whore you know mm -hmm. i think i don't get it i don't think it i think it's related sense. to the plastic surgery thing right it's yeah. like if you're a woman who gets plastic surgery then you're this type of a woman yeah. which like is not true because you and i know how everybody gets plastic surgery and at least in our industry you know and no one wants to talk about it because they want to be like naturally beautiful but it's pretty obvious yeah and i think it's really refreshing to just be like these are all the sides of me but that also means that you're sharing so much of yourself stay tuned for more high low with emrata Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. I was really impressed by, you know, the things I've seen you talk about, how open you are and how much you're just like, this is who I am. You're not guarded in that way. I think sometimes when you get more and more famous, it's easy to be like, I need to protect myself. How do you find that balance? I used to expose every minute of my life because mm -hmm. Brazil is very much like that with social media and everything. And then I started to feel unprotected, not on, on a matter of security or physically protected, but just energy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I stopped sharing everything about my life, like what I'm doing, but not from my personality. But also, I think I am a very different person from when I'm working than from when I'm just being myself. Sometimes people meet me and I have a side of mine that I never show, obviously, because it doesn't have anything to do with my character, with Anita, the person I created for myself, which is very insecure and very sentimental. I cry a lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, people don't imagine that. So sometimes they see me being like insecure or overthinking or like, oh my God. And they just be like, you? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's me. I mean, that's not part of the character that I come out to to be when I'm selling my music and stuff. And I think it's important for people to understand this too. When we are 
musicians, we also put out a character of, of people that, you know? Yeah, it's a persona. Exactly. It's an ideal. Exactly. It's like the Anita that you described. Exactly. That you admired so much. You're like, this is the person I want to be. This is the message I want to send to people. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that I always feel that way. Yeah, there's no way yeah. someone can be strong 24-7 every day, mm -hmm. forever. We're going to feel sometimes insecure and um, just weird about some things, you know? Yeah. You've been your own manager. Right. I was my own manager for many years, like maybe 10 years, nine. And then now I found a partner, Brendan, amazing. I still decide and run a bunch of things of my life, my own life. Whatever big step I want to take, I'm the one making the calls mm -hmm. and going on top of everything. Well, no one cares as much as you, right? Yeah. No one does. 100%. Even if they have all their interests, it's your face, it's your life, yeah. it's your career. And yeah, I mean, I work with my brother. He cares a lot, but obviously never just like you because it's your dream in the end of the day. You the and your brother feeling. have a very sweet relationship. We are. You've been friends. together since the beginning, right? He was like your driver, your manager, your DJ. He was my driver and my DJ in the beginning. <laughs> it's so funny. And that because when I, I always said I was gonna be a singer and he was actually studying uh, computer science. So like like TI, something like that, IT. Mm -hmm. You guys say IT, right? IT, yeah. Okay. And then I started singing and I told him, listen, I need someone to help me. You're gonna be this person. And he was like, I don't know how to do that. I said, I'm gonna teach you. But I also didn't know what I was doing, but I, I was like, I'm just gonna learn on the way, you know? And I had, I created this fake email, like management, Anita, that I, <laughs> but it was and me. You, oh, wow. <laughs> and then when they, when they needed a call, I, I just get the phone and put my brother and be like, say this and say that. And he put on the speaker and, and then when he needed to an answer, we'll be writing, say this. Say Take it until you make it, basically. <laughs> You're like, no, we're big time. We're serious. This is a whole operation. It's like you and your brother. That's so cute. Yeah, it's, it is. Because then when we opened our company, uh, he was like, how are we going to do that? We don't even know what we're doing. He said, we are going to learn. We're going to learn. We've made a lot of mistakes, but we learned from it and we don't repeat it. And we're great. We feel great. We're always growing. I bet your brother's very happy that you bossed him around and told him you had to. But yeah, he for needed sure. to. He always thanks me sometimes. So a couple of days ago, we signed a new record label deal. And it was the dream deal that we always wanted. Everything we wanted, exactly the way we wanted. And uh, he looked at me and he was like, because every time, I mean, what happens with my family and I is I dream too big and I always say, no, that is gonna happen that way in that day like this. But they don't believe it, but they know that everything I say in the end ends up happening. At this point, I feel like they should start that, believing They don't you. believe, yeah, yeah. like they, they don't feel it. That's what I mean when I say they don't believe. They don't feel it inside. They're like, wow, it's, that's crazy. That like a lot. But they go, yeah. they support me because they know that it happens. So they're like. But they're like, how is this going to happen? They can't see it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I say something to my brother and I always say, yeah, let's do this and that because it's going to happen this and that. He always thinks, no, it's not. But he says, okay, let's go. And then when it happens, he's like, wow, how? Wow. And he looked at me these days and he was like crying, looking at me being like, 
you're so special. You're so fucking good. It's crazy. That's <laughs> and he so me and that's was beautiful. Like, wow, it's so impressive. You're so impressive. And I hugged him. I was like, yeah. So was, you just left Warner Music. Uh, and I left announced. my past label yeah. when I signed with Republic Records right now. And uh, we're also partnered with Universal Latin and Universal Brazil. Okay, amazing. Yeah. I'm so really happy. what is your advice for young musicians, like especially in regards to record I think labels. in regards to everything, not yeah. only records, the record labels or ever, anything. I think management, lawyers, anything that you're gonna do in your life. We always think uh, we know, or we always think we are too small for the big people that show up to us. But when you really know what you're gonna be, when you really believe in yourself, you cannot let your insecurity or your fear of not having the success that you want make you do dumb decisions, right. you know? And not trust your gut and believe he, people who maybe don't have your best interests at yeah, heart. Like and my, my brother, I learned how to listen to him. And I learned that we are a partnership because he comes with this, with the secure part, the part that takes care of us, that makes sure that we are good in all the senses, like financial, papers, everything. And I come with the other part, which is the sensitive, that let's do this, the next move is that. And Ambitious. he comes, yeah, and he comes behind me just making sure everything I want is safe. You know, I open the room for us and he makes sure the installations will be fine so it doesn't mm. fall, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think we gotta know this one person that will be with us to be the other side, because we are the dreamers. I think even for being a business person, you got to recognize the qualities that you don't have. Right. You have you to know? learn to delegate and be like, okay, this is what I bring to the table. This is what I'm missing. Exactly. I that think takes time sometimes. It takes a lot. Of, for me, it took 10 years, you know? But I also think you shouldn't be like, yeah, my life is over now. No, there's always an, an exit, you know? But you should always be careful and, and listen to your parents, listen to your to your mom, to your dad, to your brother. They have intuitions too. You yeah, know? it's about that balance and finding that Yeah, because I'm very impulsive. Mm -hmm. But that's also why you dream big and why you can make it's things good, happen. It's good, but also yeah. you got to have someone that to be like, wait, okay, let's do this. But let's just think how just to make sure, you know, we're good. I found that with success, I've learned like there's such a tough balance, right? Between you have so many people telling you what you should do, especially if you're a young woman. It's crazy. If you're a young woman, you have all these guys in suits who are like, da, 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 or not suits, whatever, quote unquote, mm -hmm. but like business people. And you're young and you're like, okay, but this doesn't feel right. Or this doesn't, this isn't honest. This isn't genuine to who I am. So I did the same thing as you, where I like went to the total opposite. I was like, fired everyone, whatever. And now I don't know if it's because I'm a mom or in my 30s, I'm like coming back around to understanding what you're talking about, which is finding that balance, finding people who you can trust. But I wanted to ask you what you sing about, what you represent is this really strong woman who's like not afraid to be boss and be bossy. Yeah. I mean, that's not accepted always. Like now I think there's this sort of like, oh, sassy women, bossy women, they're so cool, they're hot. But that's not totally true, right? Mm. And what has that been like? I'm sure it's hard. They like to say it because it looks good and people will feel, oh, wow, great people embracing women. But 
in in the action not always it's like that like it's only a few times it's like that so, so many times people took me to things or business to say oh no you're the boss and then you, it's nice just to use you to say oh yeah we have women representativity here and it's, they don't so i just i just do what i want i just go there and i say that's it oh you don't like it cool bye I you feel know? like you're good at playing the game, though. Like you slip it by. No, oh. no, in a good way, in a compliment. Like I feel like I, I don't know, from what I've seen of you, like you're like, uh huh, uh huh. You're like smiling, you're laughing, and then you're like, I'm gonna do it my way. Thank you so much. And they don't even know what's happened. Okay, it depends you know? on who it is. I think it depends because I think when I feel that I'm respected, I give back the same amount of respect, even double. I double the respect when I feel respected. But if I feel disrespected, yeah, I do that for sure. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then I do whatever. You're like, I'm cute. It's all so cute okay. and easy. I'm just this little girl who shakes her ass. It's fine. Yeah. Yes. And then but, you're like, bam, bam, bam. Yeah. And sometimes I do that. But it depends a lot on who was on, on the conversation. If I feel respected, no, I'm very honest and respectful. And I take care of my words and my actions. If I feel disrespected, I'm like, I don't give a damn mm -hmm. to you, to you, to that. To, and I, I literally say it and people just get very, it's kind of crazy because um, I actually always tell my people that I don't know how to play the games because I'm so honest that- Well, that's so beautiful, but that's I'm so like, refreshing, you know, to be that I'm honest. here with somebody, yeah, I'm like, what are you talking about? What are you doing here? Like, I hate smiling for people that I right. don't like. Here in the business, I feel like it's even more, everybody smiles at everybody. I love, I love you. you. You look so good. So oh. much bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I hate that. Me too. Oh, I hate like, that too. If the person doesn't look good, I don't say shit. I don't, if I don't like the person, I don't say it. I don't talk to the person. I don't, you know, when business are bad, sometimes people are fighting bad at emails, but when they meet, they're like, oh, hi, have a nice day. I'm like, they're like, we love her. Why are you She's guys the best. Talking? Why yeah, it's are you very guys, fake. Why are you guys even saying hi to each other? There was this day I said, like, why are you saying hi to me? I don't understand. <laughs> to someone who said hi to you that you were like <laughs> that we were like having troubles in business and the person came like, oh, good morning. I was like, no, it's not a good morning. You're like, this isn't just on email. Like, this yeah, is real life. Like, had a crazy fucking day yesterday. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. I don't know how to fake it like that. I'm very, I think like, that's interesting. I think that's so important and, like, beautiful for women, especially, to just be, like, direct. I'm very, I, I think it should be less. I, I should be a so. little. It's gotten you here. Not girl. fake, yeah. but a little more, um, I don't know, because I'm so, like, and my eyes can say, my eyes just go like, sometimes I think I'm smiling. Sometimes I think I'm delivering this and I'm delivering this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then someone close to you is like, yeah, no, you didn't hide it. And you're like, what do you mean? I thought I did. I did such a good job. They're like, that was the most low energy effort. Yeah, I'm the same way. I sometimes completely I relate. I'm delivering such a cute. <laughs> you're like, I worked on that one. <laughs> That's so funny. So bad. We'll be right back after this break with Anita. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. 
What about in Brazil, like this representation, I mean, of being like, I mean, you're not afraid even with your team in the documentary I saw, you're like, hey, you guys fucked up. This thing needed to be that way. And it's all love. But it reminded me of um, how I want to be as a mom. Like I'm very like, these are the rules. I love you so much. But like, if you break the rules, then like I'm upset, you know, because the rules are to protect you usually or whatever. Yeah. And I just was, I was like, wow, she's so good at that. You don't worry about that. I don't like bullshit. I don't like bullshit. For me, this thing of like, oh, if I treat you well, you gotta be sure I like you, everything is fine. But if you mess up, I'm not gonna keep this. <laughs> you didn't care about me. Why should I care about you? You know, I'm there. I don't take bullshit at all. And for me, my team is like a family. And we love each other. We're working together for almost 10 years now, everybody all the same people always. And um, we understand each other's personality. I would do anything for their lives, everything. I love them. But if they mess up, I fight with them like they're brothers. Like when you're home, you fight with your mom, you go crazy and she goes crazy, but then you love each other, you hug, That's cute. beautiful. If you don't have the, the right to go crazy with your intimate ones, the ones that you're close to, that is gonna be fake relationships all around, ev everywhere, you know? Like if if you never had a fight with your mom that you went crazy on her, she went crazy on you, that relationship is weird. Mm -hmm. I agree. Because some at some point you guys gotta disagree and like, so if you don't go off on her, you're gonna leave and you're gonna say shit about her to someone else. Cause you gotta just hold that? No, you're gonna say something at some point to someone. I'd rather say to the actual person than to tell to another person. Right. You know, at and least to you keep know, clear the air so that it's 10 always Ten minutes all later, yeah. I forgot. Mm -hmm. I can literally fight with my brother about business. We never had a fight recently, it's been years, but we, I can fight with him right now and we can go to the movies and enjoy the night. You know, because we are fighting You turn about, it off and on. You're like, okay, this is separate. Yeah, because yeah. we love each other, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, it's just nice to have that foundation. What about in Brazil, like representing this kind of powerful woman? Do you think that's shifted the culture and like what you represent? Oh, so much. You could ask around and you would see, and it's kind of like, I feel so happy for this. And I feel so proud of this and so responsible. And I, I didn't in the beginning. I used to be like, oh no, I gotta play humble. I gotta be humble. And at some point I was just expecting people to recognize me or give me credit for stuff that I've done. And I was like, you know what? I don't expect anything from anyone. I'm just gonna own what I did. I did this, this and that. I'm amazing. Thanks to me, this is right like that right now. Thanks to me and that's it. You know, I, <laughs> I tell the truth to myself. I don't expect yeah. the others to say anymore. And I know I changed all the funk stuff the way it was treated before, the way I know me and my brother and my team, we know we worked so hard. We fought so hard for the respect that the rhythm has nowadays. And I traveled so much around the world to show people Brazilian funk and this and that. And uh, I wanna own it. You sh As you should. I mean, you worked so hard. I think there was this moment where you were, in Brazil and you're like the biggest superstar in Brazil and then you're flying to LA every weekend basically to network 
and like people don't know who you are. Yeah, and people are not treating you the same way. Like a lot of people wouldn't be able to do that because they'd be like, but I made it to this level. Why do I have to shift and be treated like this in this other place? I think it's an ego, an ego exercise because you're in a country, you're treated as a star and then as a superstar. And then you come here, you're treating as a beginner and it's okay, you are a beginner. It's another territory, you are starting. I barely spoke the language, I was learning. Wow. For me, it's like, I didn't care. I didn't care that I was going to the radios and begging, as some people would say, for a room or for recognizement. It's okay, I was starting and I knew that. It's not that I was gonna go to the other countries as a bunch of security, I didn't even need it. Mm -hmm. I was gonna walk alone, nobody knew who the fuck I was. I didn't mean (laughs) to pretend people knew who I was, you know, I didn't care. But it's an ego thing because people would see you in your country like with everyone around you be like, ah! and then you go to another place that nobody knows you and you feel some type of way. You feel yeah. some type of way. And I just didn't care. I was just like, I know what I want. I know where I want to get. Everything that I said to myself in my life that I was going to get, I got. So if I say that I'm going to get this, I know I'm going to get. It doesn't matter when. It might take a little more time, but I don't care. I'm gonna work for it, you know? That's so beautiful. Kept going. Okay. So I know you're single. Yeah, I am. How is it? Do you like being single? No, I don't. (laughs) Really? I don't because um I don't know if I don't I don't care. I don't I don't care about being alone though. I think it's fine. I like being with myself. I just I just like having a relationship too. But I don't like it when it gets to the point that it's not soft anymore. Mm-hmm. Like when it becomes heavy. I don't I don't think for me relationships need to be soft. Like like an additive joyful easy, thing. like a mm-hmm. like a healthy friendship. Mm-hmm. You know that you just enjoy it. It's just having a good time with somebody. And not the suffering and the and the work. <gasps> so much work. Oh, so much discussion. <laughs> so much. You know, I don't so like so much discussion. Yeah. Oh, I don't like these things. I'm a little practical. Mm-hmm. You know? Come on. Well, you don't, I'm sure you don't have the energy or the time. You're already don't. doing that a lot in your life. I right? think I'm not even, I don't even have the patience for the games that you gotta play. Oh, mm-hmm. play hard to get. Oh, and I'll pretend you don't care. And now, oh, I don't know how to do that. If I want to be like, okay, I want to see you tonight, see you tomorrow, okay. You know, I can't just be like, oh, now don't answer. Wait 10 minutes. I'm like, When I was younger, I was so much more willing to play those games. And now I'm like, I don't have the time. When I was getting close to the 30th, I changed so much. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Because I used to just go out every time, every night, meet a lot of people and date, and try a new thing, and get bored, and get a new boyfriend, da-da-da, live life. Now I'm so tired of, like, (laughs) do I need to meet people? Ah, Do I need to get out of the house to meet people? Ah, You know? You're like, I would rather stay at home and just in my sweats and not talk to anyone. (laughs) I get it, I understand. I like the relationship because I think that when it's soft, when it's easy and fresh, you can have a great time. You don't need to meet a new person and have yeah. this whole job. It's a full-time job. 
I like that. I like to have someone to count with, but I don't mind being alone too. So I rather just have something very refreshing. So this word refreshing, when I started coming to America, I heard a lot of people telling me this. And I thought, because I was learning the language, I mean, I thought it was, I was smelling was something fresh. <laughs> But everybody See, like, was I like, I smell good, thank you. So I was like, every time someone was like, you're so refreshing, everybody, like every time. And I was like, wow, always thinking <laughs> so funny. that my perfume was something. You're like, thank you, I smell so nice. No, you are refreshing though, your attitude, the music, everything. I get why they were using the word, that's really cute. And, and yeah, and then oh. I told my teacher like, what is this word? Everybody keeps telling me, I don't know, how is the smell? And he said, no, he explained to me what, what refreshing was. And oh I was like, my oh, God. that's what they say I am. You're like, what <laughs> perfume am I using that all these Americans love it so much? <laughs> that's so funny. Um, funny. Well, okay, how do you meet people? How does a girl or a guy get into Anita's DMs? Like, what's the method? Um, how, do they, how do the streets boo you up or take you on a date? I'm such an easy person. I was an easy girl a long time ago. I just I would go with anyone. Oh, let's go. Ah, let's fuck. Let's fuck. Let's have sex. Oh. And then I just changed. Something did this to me. And nowadays, for me, I, and then I spent like almost a year without having sex. That was literally before I turned 30. And I was like, now for me to feel like having this level of intimacy with somebody is, it takes me a lot of work. It doesn't matter who it is. I'm very like, oh, do I want it? Like, uh, exchange energy with a person. Mm -hmm. uh, but I literally don't have this. You can literally cross on the street, and if you're nice, I'm gonna talk to you. And if I like you, I'm gonna see. I don't have this rules. Some people have a lot of rules. I don't. That's funny. I'm thinking like, if that was that was the year that you were like touring, then right, and you were like. I feel like the sexiest woman in the world. After I toured. And you were not even having sex. It's after like, I went on tour, I was literally off. Yeah. I was off. Because I got super sick too. So mm. I was like for months in a hospital. And then after I w went for those months without anything, I was like, you know what? I don't want to waste my energy with whatever people. It's precious yeah. energy too. And you got I think so too. Yeah. And it does. And I'm sorry, even if you're keeping it fun, it's still a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah. But, but like, I don't think it's hard to get to know me. I don't have this. Sometimes people just send me DMs and I talk if I like to talk mm -hmm. or I just meet random people. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. how. Okay. I so they slide into the DM and they're friendly and they keep it soft. Yeah. Okay. I can talk if if I have fun. Okay. I need to have fun. Yeah, you seem like someone who has a good balance between like working your ass off and then knowing when to like let loose. Yeah. And protect your peace and have fun. Exactly. I think people who are in my life, I I took a lot of people from my life that brought like heavy energy, mm. conversations that you know people that complains about everything. Yeah. Everything's complaining or just talking about other people's lives and what they're wearing, what they what they did negativity when, oh mm -hmm. they did the, they went to this place and then they did that did you see what this person did the gossip the whole time ah, and I you're like i'm so good many, i'm good i'm good yeah i used to have so many friends like that yeah oh so no, many you can't do it my grandfather always used to say don't talk about people talk about um ideas and i always liked that 
I mean, listen, I'll gossip. I'll talk about whatever. You know what I mean? Like I talk about people, but I like that as a general rule. Like talk about ideas. Don't talk about people. I talk about myself. I talk about the person. I talk about, you know, like not, I I became very different. And then I just, I just have two friends nowadays. I'm talking. You're protecting your peace. I get it. I learned that there are friends for each thing. Mm -hmm. There are friends that are just for party. Friends, there's just like great talking, but if you go to a party, it's annoying. Mm. And you know, there are yes. friends for each. And you love them for what they are, but you don't try to bring exactly. them into everything. Yeah. Some people you can't, you know, a party person that's not, you can tell You don't want to sit down with them at dinner and tell them their secrets. Yeah. yeah. But then someone else, maybe that's what their job is. I think so. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was so nice. Congrats (laughs) on everything. I'm so excited to see what you do next. And thank you for coming. Thank you. All right, everyone. That was the incredible Anita. I admire her so much. I think what she's built is incredible. Such an incredible work ethic, such incredible manifestation skills. She's really something. So I'm looking forward to hearing all of your thoughts on this episode. If you're like me and you learned a lot about the culture of Brazil and music specifically, I I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Or if you're Brazilian and you would like to offer a perspective on Anita from a Brazilian perspective, that would be amazing. Go to hilo.fm to submit your audio notes. We use those for the subscription episode called Talk Back, which airs on Thursdays. And that's when I play your audio notes and respond to them. So subscribe and go to hilo.fm to submit your thoughts. Thank you for listening. High Low with Emrata is a Sony Music Entertainment and Bitch Era Media production. Our executive producers are me, Emily Radikowski, Matt Raz, and Sarita Wesley. Our showrunner is Matt Raz. Our associate producer is Rachel Choder. Today's episode was engineered by Samantha Gatsik with original music by The Crystal Pharaoh.